Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 101, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. Welcome back, boys and girls. If you're listening to this in September 2022, well, then we are just coming back from our long summer break. In fact, it has been exactly 100 days since episode 100 of season 2 was released. But here we are, and we're all ready to kick off with day 101. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Marvin, it is good to see you again. Oh, yeah, it's good to see you too, Dave. How was your summer? Oh, it was really great, Dave. Yeah, I went to the beach a bunch, and I went boating, and... Oh, yeah, yeah, I went to Six Moose. Six Moose? Yeah, yeah, it's an amusement park, Dave. Yeah, turns out I love roller coasters. Oh, I see. Yeah, I love it when you go down that bit really fast, and, you know, it feels like you leave all four of your stomachs behind. (laughs) Ah, well... I've only got the one stomach, Marvin. Oh, yeah. I always forget that about you guys. But still, I know what you mean, and yeah, I like that bit too. So it sounds like you had a busy summer. Oh, yeah, I sure did. Well, you know who else had a busy summer? Who? Flat Marvin. Oh, yeah, that cute little guy. So where did he get to, Dave? Well, Marv, he was in Castle Rock in Northern Ireland. He went to Donegal in Ireland. He went to the Isle of Man. He went to London, England. He went to Costa Rica. He went to Mexico. He went to Colorado and California and Texas. Oh, wow. Yep, that is one well-traveled flat cow. Now, I posted all those pictures on our Facebook page, but soon we'll get those up on our website too, so boys and girls, you can have a look at all the places that Flat Marvin got to. But the summer may be over, but Flat Marvin's travels are just getting going. So if you are going anywhere fun, be sure to print out a Flat Marvin from our website and snap a picture of him there. And, well, let's see where else he will get to. In fact, let's see if we can get him to all 50 states. Oh, challenge extended. Now, usually, Marvin, today would be a Bible racing fun day. But we've got a lot to get through today, so we're going to skip that, and we'll get back to that next Monday. Okay, you got it, Dave. So, on day 100, we finished up 1 Corinthians. Oh, yeah, we sure did. Now, on day 101, well, we're going to jump right back into 2 Corinthians. Oh, okay, well, sounds like we need a book introduction, Dave. Yep, I think so, Marvin. Sit down, relax, let's have no interruptions. <laughs> it's time for book introduction. Yeah, it's me, the professor. <laughs> oh, that's a nice whistling, yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, professor. Hello, professor. How was your summer? Uh, it was really good, Dave, yeah. I wrote some very funny limericks. Okay, well, you know, I don't know if we need to... There once was a fellow called Dave. To a pretty girl he often would wave. He wanted a kiss, but she moved and he missed. <laughs> the girl said, phew, what a close shave. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, that was a good one, Professor. Yeah, thanks for that, Professor. Anyway, book introduction? Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, the second Corinthians, eh? 
Yep, that's the one. Okay, well, for those of us that have had the long break, let's remember our first Corinthians recap real quick. Okay, so we said that was Paul's letter to a church that was arguing and having trouble, urging them to love each other, putting the needs of others before themselves in all things. Yeah, The amazing truth of the resurrection was worth giving themselves completely to God. <laughs> or, if you want the quick version, quit arguing and love each other. Okay, I remember that, Professor. So, well, I would guess that pretty much solved the Corinthians' problems, huh? You know, they took Paul's advice, and then 2 Corinthians is probably some kind of good job, guys, type of letter. Mm, no, not so much. Oh, no? No, I'm afraid not. You see, when the Corinthians got that letter from Paul, well, they decided they weren't going to listen to him. Yeah, they didn't think they should have to listen to someone like Paul. Oh no. Yeah, so then Paul went to visit them. That was not a fun visit. In fact, Paul calls it the painful visit. And then he wrote them another letter, and in that letter it seems like he really lets them have it, you know? And so finally, the Corinthians realized, mm, we've kind of been the dummies, yeah? We should have been listening to Paul all along. So they say they're sorry, and so now we get to this letter, Second Corinthians, yeah? It's been tough, but yeah, Paul still loves the church in Corinth. Okay, yeah, so a lot has gone on since 1 Corinthians, huh? Yeah, it's maybe a year or a little bit longer since 1 Corinthians was written, but yeah, that was one difficult year. Yeah, thanks, Professor. So, well, let's jump in. Now, this month I've asked some friends from our youth group to read for us, so we're going to spend three weeks in 2 Corinthians, and our friend Faith is going to read for us the first week. Okay, perfect. So, well, what are we listening for, Dave? Well, Marv, Paul is going to talk about the hard times they have been going through. And not just with the Corinthians. It seems that things got really bad since he has seen them last. In fact, it was so bad that Paul says they really thought they were going to die. Oh, wow, that is bad. So, question one, Marv. Well, where does Paul say their comfort comes from? Okay. And question two. What does Paul say the Corinthians should do to help them? Okay, so where does their comfort come from, and what should the Corinthians do to help Paul? Got it, Dave. Great. So, Faith, well, over to you. Hi, it's Faith here, and today we're reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1 to 11. I, Paul, am writing this letter. I am an apostle of Christ Jesus, just as God planned. Timothy, our brother, joins me writing. We are sending this letter to you, the member of God's church in Corinth. It is also for all God's holy people everywhere in Achaia. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Give praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Father who gives tender love. All comfort comes from him. He comforts us in our troubles. Now we can comfort others when they are in trouble. We ourselves receive comfort from God. We share very much in the sufferings of Christ so we also share very much in his comfort. If we are having trouble, it is so that you will be comforted and renewed. If we are comforted, it is so that you will be comforted. Then you will be able to put up with the same suffering we have gone through. Our hope for you remains firm. We know that you suffer just as we do. In the same way, 
God comforts you just as he comforts us. Brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the hard times we had in Asia Minor. We were having a lot of trouble. It was far more than we could stand. We even thought we were going to die. In fact, we felt as if we were under the sentence of death. But that happens so that we would not depend on ourselves but on God. He raises the dead to life. God has saved us from deadly dangers and he will continue to do it. We have put our hope in him. He will continue to save us. You must help us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because of what will happen to us. They will thank God for his kindness to us in answers to the prayers of many. Thanks, Faith. So, Marvin, where does their comfort come from? Oh, well, from God, Dave. Yep, that's right. Things had been really bad. They had suffered a lot. But Paul knew even when things were awful, they were not alone. God was still with them. He was their strength and their comfort. And just as he had been their comfort, he would be the strength and comfort for the Corinthian believers too, when they had to go through hard times. And then Marvin, how did Paul want the Corinthians to help them? Oh, by praying for them. That's right. As he writes this letter, Paul is not sitting in some big comfy chair somewhere by a fireplace with a big mug of cocoa. He's in real danger. He's really suffering. But as he suffers, as he faces danger, he learns to trust in God more and more because God is the only one who can save him. And he asks the Corinthians to pray because he knows and trusts that God will answer those prayers. And he knows that when the Corinthians see God answering those prayers, it will be good for them. It will help them trust and praise God more too. Their faith will grow. Okay, yeah, I see. Boys and girls, our God still hears and answers our prayers, just like he heard and answered Paul's prayers and the prayers of the Corinthians. He hasn't changed in 2,000 years. And just like it was good for the Corinthians, it's good for us to actually see God answering prayers. Oh, well, like, how do you mean, Dave? Well, Marvin, sometimes when we pray, we pray prayers and we can't really tell if God answers them or not. Oh, like what? Well, you might pray, Dear God, bless all the people who are hungry and don't have enough food. Now, it's a good thing to remember that there are people who are hungry and even starving, and to pray for them, and to actually do something to help those places where there's not enough food. But if we just say a prayer like that, well, what does an answer to that prayer look like? If God answered or if he didn't answer, you probably couldn't really tell the difference, right? Yeah, I guess not. Exactly. But let's say someone in your church or your family needs something and you pray that God will provide it. Or maybe your church has connections with missionaries and they send back prayer requests. Maybe they need the government of the country they're in to make a decision that will help them. Maybe they need rains to come on their fields. Maybe they need certain supplies that they can't get a hold of right now. Now, when we pray those kind of prayers, we can actually see God answering them. And the more we see how God answers prayers, the more we trust in him. Because the more certain we become that our God is always with us and he always hears our prayers. Sometimes he might not answer them in the way we'd like him to, but we see again and again that he is a loving God who is working and active for the good of his people. Okay, yeah. So pray prayers that we can see God answer, huh? Yep, God is our comfort. He is the God who saves us. And he is the God who hears and answers our prayers. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll remember that when I'm saying my prayers tonight, Dave. Great. And, well, that's it for today, boys and girls. It's good to be back, and we'll be back tomorrow to hear a little bit more of Paul's letter. Great. Okay, well, bye, boys and girls. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. 
Music and Jingles by Dave, Josh and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org. <laughs>